G73. Hey everybody, this is Alfie from Jacket Trades. How's everyone doing? So excited. Season one. I want to thank everybody for making uh, our first kickoff season a success. We're here now for season one, and we're going into the retro awesome. Basically, going to talk about kids' shows, cartoons, movies that I grew up with, and I'm sure a lot of you are going to be able to relate. Can't wait. We got a lot of great topics, a lot of great shows, movies cartoons that some people might not even have heard of but others know and love so just let you know hang in there we're heading right back and hope you enjoy the episode flashback i would think everybody probably as soon as they heard that theme song started singing along and i know that you probably know the words to every single word polka dot door was something that um was a kid show uh again back from when i can remember i think it was like in the 70s and uh or late 70s i should say and it was by tv ontario and i know that it was uh, something that they, you know, had along with other shows like Today Special and uh, all those other classic shows around that time. And uh, I just wanted to touch base with that because, again, this was, uh, you know, this little Italian kid, me being, you know, I think six again, um, watching the Polka Dot Door, you know, on, on the big Sears TV on the uh, the green plush carpet and you know just kind of wondering what's going to happen on this next episode and it was kind of neat how they um basically put the theme of the episode on the door and they included it in the uh you know the theme and um i couldn't just imagine how many <laughs> how many takes or how many songs they've had to write uh with regards to the episode themes 
with the um, subject in hand of the show. But uh, yeah, I think it was kind of one of those shows that, uh, you know, you had your hosts, um, you know, of course, they revolved like uh, a lot of other shows over time. You had, uh, you know, uh, a man and a woman type hosts and they were engaging with all the kids and it was kind of neat that, um, you know, they they were looking for activities and things to do with the kids and they had some kids on set. Um, again, they also had, um, you know, some life, life-sized life dolls, um, Marigold, and I think some of them were, you know, there was the bear and uh, they all, you know, never spoke. But they were always talking to them and letting them know about things, about answering questions to certain things, um, you know, that were going on in the world at the time. And, you know, you kind of got enthralled about that. And, you know, I think it helped a lot of kids, you know, think that they can talk to, you know, if they have something in their mind at the time, you know, they, they could talk to their pet or their their doll or whatever they had next to them, their teddy bears, whatever the case was, and, you know, kind of comfort them in that sense. So it was kind of um, a nice thing to kind of see now that I look back at it that they basically had the essentials of, you know, what us as kids growing up relied on as comfort. And, you know, the animals um, were always getting into, you know, certain um, adventures and kind of lessons learned. And they were, you know, doing little stories. Um, I think they had... You know, songs also, of course, you know, to kind of keep the kids engaged and, um, you know, take part in, in the whole situation of singing a song and, and learning, um, you know, about whatever the adventure of that day was. And I think the other cool thing, too, was is they would have the actual polka dot door on set and there was always the the one main little circle um, that they would always kind of go and open and you kind of get zoomed in or thrown into the hole and you're like, okay, where are we going now? And what they would do is that's where they would have, I think, um, like a live, um, almost like a kind of a walkthrough of, of whatever or wherever they were talking about um, regarding the subject or the theme of the show. And for example, if it was like constructions or you know, building things, you're, you're launched on a construction site and, you know, you're sitting there and you're seeing all the different machines and the trucks and the people. And, you know, they walk through with what it takes to build and what to, you know, use um, machines and what they're called and what each of them does and how they all have a different job and how they help each other and do things together and kind of make things, um, to form buildings and you know um it was just kind of cool and then it whips you back into the you know the the set or the studio um back to the polka dot door and you know you're you're kind of like recapping a little bit with uh, the hosts uh in a song of kind of what was going on and then there was always this one segment and it seems like it's always um kind of almost it was like a given every episode but you still were surprised when you know you would uh get to that point of the show and it was the the big giraffe or whatever you want to call them but they call them pokeroo and all of a sudden you start hearing you know this this voice in the background you know is going 
Pokeroo, Pokeroo, Pokeroo. And that's all he would say. He just kept saying Pokeroo, Pokeroo, Pokeroo. And, you know, all of a sudden this big, <laughs> I don't know, I think he was a giraffe or something, pops out and, you know, was uh, engaging with the kids and, and the um and the hosts. And, you know, you just sit there and you're wondering, okay, all he's saying is Pokeroo. Now that you look back on the shows and the episodes as you're an adult and you're wondering, you know, how did they get the message across? But, you know, I kind of go back to when I was the, the kid and, and, you know, seeing that it was kind of cool how they, the hosts themselves were asking the questions, engaging with the, the Pokeroo. And whenever he would say Pokeroo and whatever expression he was using, but saying the same thing, you know, you got the gist of his answer. Um, and he would hop around and bounce around and kind of be silly and kind of get into trouble and, you know, always causing a little riff with uh, the other toy dolls. And, you know, at the end, it was kind of always one of those things where everything would be kind of set back to normal. Everything was okay. And everything, um, you know, about the discussion that they were having with Pokeroo was completed. And uh, he just, boom, disappears. So it's like, okay, all of a sudden this guy just pops up out of nowhere and, you know, it's Pokeroo, Pokeroo everywhere, everywhere, bounce, bounce, jounce, jounce. And you're, you're you know, getting this um, giraffe thing, you know, kind of getting answers to questions that, you know, pertain to whatever the theme was and of the show. And you, you're just sitting there as a kid, like totally involved in listening to it and, understanding it so um there 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 was some i think some creativity and thought process behind this this show and as far as i know the show has like lasted quite a while like through the 70s early 80s and i think the mid to late 80s um the polka dot door was uh you know still going strong um and, you know, it, and it should. I mean, it's one of those classic things that, you know, kind of are derivatives of like what Mr. Rogers did uh, on his shows with, you know, interacting with uh, the kids and the puppets and, um, you know, bringing the kids to show real life things um, out in the real world, what they look like and how things are made. You know, I think that was kind of a big important piece, you know, of our upbringing you know, back in those days, you were like pretty much every kid um, growing up is is kind of isolated within their own home and protected by our parents, you know, and you just wanted to kind of give them that little window, like the polka dot door, <laughs> and um, let them see kind of what's out there. And uh, to me, I think this is one of those shows, again, that, you know, they could have it playing, you know, doesn't matter what year, what era, um, it still would, I think, attract kids today. Um, just the simplicity of it. I mean, the color codes of it, obviously you look at it are a little, you know, of our time, you know, the seventies and eighties, but, you know, I think if they would have would modernize it a little bit with the colors and the theme, but keep the same song and keep the same kind of, uh, layout or pattern, um, that they do that each show, you know, I think a lot of kids would uh, would like it. And I know, you know, generation to generation, things have changed. 
with what's on TV and, and, you know, what you consider kids shows or TV shows nowadays, it's kind of, uh, you know, shake your head. Like what? You know, like, you know how Scooby-Doo goes, what? You know, you kind of just sit there and you're like, whoa, um, what a difference from what we had to what they got now. And you wonder like, what are they really getting out of it? And you're looking at this and, you know, you look at, say the polka dot door and you compare that to something that's going on now. And you're both looking at it as an adult through the adult eyes. You're like, I'd rather have my kid looking at the polka dot door, you know, cause I turned out pretty good. You know, who knows how this new stuff is going to affect the kids, you know? But again, I think on a, on a personal note, it's kind of was nice to hear that theme song again and, you know, sing along with it. And I'm sure it's probably stuck in your head now. Um, and then, you know, always thinking back to the, the dolls and Mary Golden Bear and, you know, how they're never said a word, but they were always there supporting you and kind of giving you the, the pointers of what's right and wrong. And, uh, then you got the, the crazy giraffe, Mr. Pokeroo, and, you know, he was always kind of making you laugh and kind of always getting things stirred up and it made the show. And I think, uh. That was important, you know, and and I really think that TV Ontario did a great job with, you know, getting those kind of shows out there for the for the us kids um, at the time, and you know they they really spinned off on I think a lot of other shows and, you know, again, um, the other episodes that I have, you know, will be kind of those shows that were in my era, um, my generation that we all watched that uh, those of you that are around my age and um, you'll know who I'm talking about or what I'm talking about. And again, make sure you, uh, you know, comment and, and let me know what your, uh, your favorite Pokeroo episode was or what polka dot door theme uh, that you remember the most. Um, you know, if you, if you do remember watching it or if you don't remember watching or if you even had something similar to, uh, you know, to the polka dot door and kind of wherever you are at in your part of the world, you know, I'd like to know, just let me know. And, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll share those thoughts and on, on some, uh, upcoming episodes and kind of share what others have been, um, you know, letting me know as feedback. So again, um, I hope you enjoyed kind of just this little walk down, uh, retro awesome nostalgia lane and, talking about polka.door and um, God bless. Take care. And uh, again, hang in there for some other upcoming uh, shows uh, that are talking about, uh, you know, kid shows that we grew up with. So hopefully you enjoy it and take care. We'll talk to you soon. The polka.door Let's peep through the polka dot door songs and stories and so much more through the polka dot door this is the time we always say get ready get set for imagination day we'll tell some tales we'll pretend and play so come in the polka dot way Such enormous fun that he called for a 
The Elephant Show. How many of you out there remember The Elephant Show? Maybe you probably remember more or less for the names of the actual hosts of the show, Sharon, Lois, and Brom. That was, um, I think, probably the most entertaining show ever. Um, the Elephant Show, it has adventures of the singing trio, Sharon, Lois, and Brom. Uh, and the elephant, uh, obviously, that we all know and love. We see him dancing around all the time. Um, and they basically had a bunch of uh, also other family entertainers like Eric Nagler, I believe, was on there. Um, and again, you know, there was tons of uh, skits and antics and, and stuff that they had uh, during the show with the elephant uh, singing songs and, you know, always sharing the adventures uh, getting kids involved and everything else. Um, that show, I, I remember first time I was introduced to the elephant show was actually when I was in grade school. Um, and it was, I believe in the second grade, if I'm not mistaken. And it was just one of those things that it was kind of a rainy, uh, day at outside at school, kind of, you know, keeping everybody, all the kids inside for recess. And at the time, you know, a lot of the uh, the teachers, uh, you know, always kept us busy during those those recess times or when it was, you know, pretty bad out where we couldn't do anything. And uh, as soon as you see the uh, the AV uh, roller cart come in with the TV and the VHS, man, everybody knew something was good was going to happen. And I'm sure uh, a lot of you remember those uh, those big push carts with the TVs and the big VCRs, um, the VHS uh, systems on it. And um, I remember she, you know, it was brought up to the front of the class and, um, you know, plugged in and they had the antenna bunny ears, which I'm hoping that, you know, uh, you guys know what those are still. And because uh, this new generation doesn't understand what bunny ears are uh, when we when you say that to them about the TVs. Anyway, um I remember sitting there and we're all kind of chit-chatting and everybody's kind of getting quiet. The lights go down, you know, and that, that kind of tells us, you know, we, we need to start paying attention to what's going to come up on the TV. And uh, I think it was like a 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, when we typically would have our recess. And at that time, again, you know, uh, usually the kids shows that were, were going on that we used to watch when we were at home or whatever, when we were young, you know, little before starting school or, even um, on the weekends, they usually started around that time frame. And uh, 10 in the morning was kind of like the high time. And you didn't really know what show you were going to get. You know, could have been Polka Dot Door. Could have been, uh, you know, Mr. Dress Up. It could have been Mr. Rogers. You didn't you didn't really know. And then I'm kind of starting to get a little bit antsy. And I'm, I'm trying to wonder, like, what, what what what's going on? What are we doing? You know, everything's dark and you know everybody's kind of hush hush now and we're all interested to see what the teacher's gonna throw on and she turns it on and flips it on to uh tv ontario and we all just kind of saw the you know the elephant show theme song and this elephant three of them dancing across this spider web and all of a sudden you know sharon and lois and brahm come up out of nowhere and they're they're singing along and introducing themselves and talking to the to the, you know obviously us the audience and 
just bring pulling us in with the songs and the music. They had such like the best harmony I think I've ever heard um, between three people for kind of the songs that they did kid show wise. And they were very, I think humbling and very kind and they just came across that way. And I think you could see that what they did in each of the episodes um, was very genuine. They really cared about what they were, you know, doing, uh, making kids laugh and dance and um, doing it for the kids. And it was kind of one of those things that you don't really notice when you're a kid, but as you grow up and you're becoming an adult, you look at some of the episodes and you can just tell they were passionate about what they were doing. And I think that's what really um, made the show what it is. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of awesome um, because one of the things that we, you know, I remember in class, we would learn, obviously it was music class and you're always learning a song and whatever it is, it could be, you know, bingo or, or tic-tac-toe or whatever the, you know, songs that you're going to learn or games that you're going to learn. Um, there was always this one special song and it, I think it, this one has really stuck with everybody um, for eternity. I think it's burned in your brain. Um, if you ever watch the show, then you definitely know this song. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to uh, play a clip and, and I guarantee you, you're going to start right away singing along. And I know the fact that you will. Because I sure did as soon as I, I heard it. Sing along now. Okay, and you know you were singing along, and I can guarantee you were, and it's stuck in your head, so I did my job. <laughs> anyway, Skinnamarinky Dinky Dink, like who came up with the name or whatever the song? I, I just think that that was like the most catchiest, silliest word that they could make a song out of, and making it so simple with, you know, actions hand actions and arm actions for every single kid to learn, um, you know, and, and being their kids that don't even know how to speak yet, they're already signing, you know, the song. And uh, it just blew my mind. Um, and it caught on, of course, you know, we're in second grade and we're all into it. And the teacher made that kind of like the, the song for us to learn that week. And, 
you know, we, we sang it all the time after that. And, and, you know, even kind of getting into the third and fourth grade that was always there, but then, you know, you kind of get grown up or grown up in the fifth and sixth grade and it's not cool to do that, but you sure damn know you hear it in the hallways and you know, you're going to be goofing around and saying skinnamarinky dinky dink, you know, just as a, a show off joke or whatever the case was, but you know, it's stuck in your head. Um, I guarantee everyone out there, you know, in, in North America, or I should say in Canada, more and less, knows this song. Um, and I think this song is even probably worldwide now, um, <laughs> considering, you know, how long it's been around and how many generations of kids have actually learned the song. Um, it's just insane. And, you know, it's just really funny because I, one of those things that, you know, you grow up and life happens and whatever the case is, and then you forget about some of these shows that you used to watch. And, you know, there's always a song that triggers their memory. And I heard this kind of um, on a commercial or something of uh, on the radio. And I thought, oh, my goodness, like, I haven't heard that song in years. And you start looking it up and you start looking at some of the videos and you're like, oh, wow. Like, you, you just kind of start shaking your head like. I don't believe that, you know, we used to sit and watch this, but it, again, you know, you're singing along to the songs. It doesn't matter if you catch yourself doing it or not, but it was such a good show. Um, you know, and, and it was always, uh, set up to where they had skits and all three of them were such good with, you know, good hosts with each other and, um, worked well together. And they even, played so many live concerts uh, for the kids, like kids concerts uh, with Rafi and, and, and some others. Um, Fred Penner, and I think was another one that was really big that they all kind of went out all the time uh, doing some kid shows. And um, they always put a segment in their shows of them playing something live, whatever song it could have been. I mean, there's so many albums, I think, or CD compilation compilations that they put together over the years that you could find, um, you know, and again, YouTube's got it all, right? Like Google and whatever you want to find about them, they're, they're on there. Um, it's just really one of those things that I think, you know, would be a kick to maybe show your kids, um, you know, if you forgot about this show that you used to, and you used to watch it, you know, kind of get their reaction of what it is and and what they think about it and let them hear Skinamarink. It's like, I guarantee you they'll, they'll kind of get hooked. It's, it's that catchy that I think it doesn't matter what, what generation it is. That song will stick to someone's, um, you know, brain like it, it was with ours. Um, but I wanted to, to also say too, like, I think the craziest thing was, you know, like I said, it, it was a, just a, a sound clip that, that triggered me, um, to go back and look up, you know, the whole elephant show and, Sharon Lois and Brom. But then I end up going, um, scrolling north, like, of course, TikTok and, and, and everybody's, you know, doing their thing there. And I came across Sharon, Lois and Brom, and they are still at it. They are posting stuff on TikTok, um, like short clips of their songs or they're talking to the kids or they're talking to people still, they're still singing songs. Um, 
it, it, it's just insanity. Like you, you see them on there. Of course, they're a lot older. You know, we all are. But just to see still the passion in, in them to still be able to kind of throw a clip together or talk about one of their favorite episodes or or do what they wanted to do. Um, you know, it, it was just insane. Um, I, I just really, really, you know, applaud them for sticking with their cause, their beliefs, um, you know, for making our child and many, many generations of children's lives so much more fun. Um, again, you know, it's the elephant show is what they called it. Um, everybody knows it as Sharon Lowe's and Brahm. Uh, in the Skinnamarinky Dink Show. <laughs> I think that's what everybody used to call it. Um, and again, you know, it, to each their own, but I, I think this one is another one of those things that um, everybody will remember for the rest of their lives. And uh, again, you know, you're going to want to sing that song, and I guarantee you, you're going to love singing it. So here it is one more time. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Retro Awesome Kid Shows. This is Alfie from Jack of Trades. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you're enjoying it. I just wanted to uh, let you know that we have some new things uh, on the way. We've got this new landing pad, uh, a website that is basically helping uh, kind of get some word out of our new updates. You can actually access it through our Instagram uh, link in my bio, or you can go on the Facebook and uh, check out some of the uh, logos uh, that I've posted. They have the links there. Uh, You can definitely check it out there and hopefully you enjoy it. And remember, make sure you sign, subscribe, or leave even some feedback or comments. Love your comments. And just remember, stay safe, take care, and keep enjoying the rest of the broadcast. Take care.
How many of you recognize that theme song? Mr. Dress Up. There's another one that really brings back some good memories of when we were kids. Don't you think? How many of you actually used to watch him every day? Mr. Dress Up and Casey and Finnegan, the puppets that were with him each and every single day, every episode, everything that, you know, we wanted to know about what the day was going to bring on Mr. Dress Up and his magic tickle trunk. I think everybody remembers those days. That uh, that show um, was another one of my favorite ones that I always waited for because I always like to make things, you know, doing some crafts or whatever it is. And he used to come up with the best things. Mr. Dress Up, um, I think his real name, Ernie Coombs, um, the guy was so talented. Uh, he was from what I understand, like a painter, you know, he designed the sets and uh, he was a technician and like he, he just did so many things. And he was a great artist. Um, I know he did a lot of uh, cartoon work for some newspapers and things like that too. And I didn't know that like Mr. Dress Up was one of the longest Canadian kid shows ever running. Uh, he, I think was initially back in 1967, uh, for 11 seasons, I think this went on and basically they started, uh, 1967 on February 13th, from what I remember reading. Uh, and then the last episode was kind of, um, on Valentine's day, February 14th, but 1996, insane like they won so many awards for best performance in children's uh shows and stuff like that it, it was just crazy like to think that he actually did that for that long uh again another individual that has so much passion for children you know and and getting imagination out there uh i, I think that was one of the biggest things that was uh you know stuck with me the most is that he brought out the imagination in a lot of kids um you know Casey and Finnegan Finnegan being the dog and Casey being uh you know the 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 little puppet that you know again didn't have a gender either um you didn't know if it was a boy or a girl which didn't matter because he didn't care it was just uh you know a, a person that you know, was a child and wanted to grow their imagination and had their pet dog with them that went through the adventures with them. So, you know, for us, it didn't even matter. We didn't even care about, you know, what, what, uh, you know, if it was a boy or girl, it didn't matter. It was just Casey and Finnegan. That, that was it, you know, nothing else. And again, it's like so many good things um, that he used to do, uh, especially with the, the sets, you know, he had his um, his room uh, in the in the I guess that was in the house that, uh, you know, was considered his imagination room uh, where he used to do all the drawings, the crafts, 
And it was kind of awesome like to see him come up with all these craft ideas that he would bring up, put out. And it was the simplest stuff that you would find always around the house. Didn't matter, you know, what kind of stuff you found. Paper, toilet rolls, you know, glue sticks, uh, like popsicle sticks and, uh, you know, wire ties and whatever, whatever it was. He always came up with something that you could make out of it. And again, it's one of those things where you were using your imagination and he and he kind of pushed you to do that. He made you think outside the box. And I think that's kind of helped a lot of us kids in that time frame to start thinking a little bit more on the outside of the box level. Um, and it's just kind of fun, too, because he always would have, you know, a different uh, insight on how to make a certain thing craft wise and he'd always say you know it's okay take your time don't rush if you can't do it just keep doing your best do what you can you know have a a parent help you if you need to kind of thing so it wasn't that he was ever putting a a kid down uh he was always positive reinforcement and and that i think is uh key you know especially in the development stages that we were at watching his show uh at that age and it was kind of neat, too, because, you know, you, you come up with seeing these materials that he tell you to gather, you know, string and whatever else. Like I said, all things around the house and you're kind of watching and doing it with him. And you all of a sudden make like a, a toilet roll castle <laughs> or you make a, a car out of, uh, you know, paper plates and stuff like that. Um, or you make this kind of cool design with squigglies and, and paint and stuff like that, or markers, you know, with, uh, with wire ties. And it, it was kind of just, um, you know, comforting aspect that he was allowing us to work with him and use our imaginations to kind of make things come up. Um, you know, the cool thing too, is like, even the set, it, it brought you outside to the backyard, um, which, you know, you always, would think that, okay, why would they have like, you know, two sets, but I think they needed to change the, the environment a little bit to keep the kids engaged or interested. And when you come out to the backyard, there was this massive tree house and what kid doesn't like a tree house? I did. I, you know, I was always at any chance trying to make one in the backyard, you know, and, and it was just the fact that, oh man, there's this tree house in the back. I want to, you know, I want to have Mr. Dressup's tree house you know, kind of in my tree, but, you know, Casey and Finnegan were always popping out of it and, you know, enjoying it and kind of always talking to, uh, Mr. Dress up, you know, out there and, um, you know, talking about what's going to happen today or what are we going to do today? Or, you know, what guest is coming over today and, you know, what friends are we going to see today? And it was just kind of a, a nice kind of like meeting place for them. Uh, it was neutral area, you know, outside. They talked about, you know, what they saw outside too. And, um, you know, if there was any new things that Casey and Finnegan wanted to talk about, you know, they would kind of bring it up there. Um, I, I, I just thought it was a great set to have a, a tree house. I think that that idea there was was key because a lot of kids can relate to tree houses. Um, and then, you know, 
you get the the segments where Mr. Dressup would come back into the house uh, and and be in his imagination room where you know he'd be drawing, doing some sketches, and he'd be showing you how to draw. Uh, that was the other thing that was so cool. Like, how many people out there would would teach some kids how to draw? And he was, and he, and he would make it so simple, very easy for you to follow. And you know, you do the best you can, and whatever the case was, or he tell a story, and the stories were always kind of like sketched out, and he would always do it um, that way, and it just kind of, I don't know, kind of drew you in even more just to see, you know, as he's talking and telling a story, he's drawing this picture, and um, I don't know, I just think this is genius, like just kind of bringing you that close to visualize and see, you know, what he's creating from a story that he's telling you and you're actually seeing him create it. And then he shows you how to draw some of the characters or some of the items from there. You know, so that that I thought was really, really great. The other thing, too, that I used to love um, segment wise when he would get to it in each episode or show was you know, the tickle trunk. And again, this big trunk, uh, you know, you couldn't miss it. Flowers all over it. It was bright red, you know, and every time they wanted to do some makeup, believe uh, skit or, or do some type of little story, he'd always have the costumes <laughs> ready to go in there. And you didn't know what the heck was in there either. Like half the time you walk and you're watching, you know, what's going to be inside of it. And he walks over to it and he pick opens it, cranks it up slow and lifts it up. And he looks at you. He's like, Oh, what's in the tickle trunk. Let's take a look. And you know, you're diving in and he's like in there and pulling out hats and gloves and costumes and things. He's like, Nope, this, I don't think we could use this or Nope, this doesn't look great. Well, maybe is there something here that we could do? Oh, here it is. And you know, he pulls out this, costume that is like perfect for the story that they're talking about like if it was like a magician merlin and in the you know the spider or something like that you know he'd have this costume with the spider arms uh i remember it was kind of funny because he had like this uh uh costume that was black and white and he had a hat on it with a scarf and then he had these uh, arms that were dangling like uh, spider hands and um casey and finnegan were you know sitting on top of the chest and KC had uh, the the Merlin had the magicians had and you know it was all about I think the magic spider and casting a spell and trying to make you know I think a dance of, of whatever the case was, um, but it was just it was just so authentic and genuine and you could see his passion for what he does um, just like a lot of those other great performers um, that hosted shows for the us kids on TVO um, and it was just awesome. You know, Mr. Dressup really, I think, followed the suit of, you know, engaging the kids, um, you know, teaching them and showing them kind of new skills, use their imagination, um, because I think for him it was important because he was a painter and, and was an artist um, that he, you know, wanted to make sure that the kids were utilizing their, their skills and strengths. And, you know, I think one key thing that, stuck with me the most is um one i've never lost my imagination 
you know, like they always say, the older you get as you become an adult and things in life happen and this and that, you forget about imagination that you used to have as a kid. Yeah, you can, you know, kind of set it aside a bit or, you know, submerse it a bit and not let it come out because, you know, we have to be adults and, you know, do adult things. But you know what? I, I don't know. Like I, I see, you know, my dad, uh, my parents and, and, and friends of, you know, my family and uh, godparents and everyone else around that are so youthful inside um, and, and in their thinking and their actions that, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. Obviously, you have to, you know, be an adult in certain times situations, but, you know, always be how you want to be, you know, feel, feel like a kid, be a kid, um, you know, meaning that your imagination or your, you know, your happiness uh, is genuine, you know, smile and, and kind of spread that like uh, you know we used to do as kids too you know we we didn't care or didn't have any you know any judgments of anything we we didn't we didn't care <laughs> um you know we we tell it like it is and you know that was kind of the innocence of of you know being a kid and the imagination part that mr dress up would would bring out you know um would just put it in front of you um you know of what you're thinking and, and kind of visualizing it, it went a long way. So for me, I thought Mr. Dress Up was cool. A lot of kids, you know, uh, agreed, even though some of them, you know, as we got older, didn't want to admit it. But again, it, it was just amazing. Um, a lot of the things that uh, they put together in skits, um, even when the show ended, um, I remember he went on tour like he traveled around and I think um, the show was called Tales from the Tickle Trunk. And he he basically did live shows where he would talk about some of the episodes or, or the you know, I think stories behind the characters that he had on the show. Um, and, and amazing enough, I think that Tickle Trunk that he had um, is in a museum somewhere uh, in 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 Ontario. Uh, it's somewhere, I think in the CBC museum in Toronto, if I'm not mistaken, but it, it's just amazing. Like that tickle trunk rocked. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't think anybody will have anything close to that ever again. Um, where he would take care of, you know, taking your imagination, a story and making it come to life, uh, you know, and having it reenacted, uh, you know, kind of the way he did. So for me, I, I just wanted to share that. And I know a lot of you out there um, remember Mr. Dress Up. And he was very, very comparable to Mr. Rogers in, in, the, in the States. Um, you know, I'm grateful because we were able to enjoy both those, uh, you know, great performers. Um, it, it's the best thing I can think of, um, you know they really, really were passionate about what they did. Um, and it showed. So hopefully you can think back and remember, let me know what your favorite episode of Mr. Dress Up was. I'm sure there was a ton of them or what, what you feel, you know, Mr. Dress Up meant to you. And, you know, 
we'll share that on uh, upcoming episodes. Uh, I, I want to take some people's feedbacks and, you know, kind of put it out there and discuss it because I think it's something that we really don't want to lose. Um, you know, as we get older, they're, they're kind of our memories um, as a generation. And these shows made me or gave me character of who I am today. Uh, you know, always making sure that it was positive reinforcement and never, you know, never letting your imagination go. Um, always keeping it with you. And I tell you, I've kept that imagination running all my life. Uh, even in the darkest and hardest parts of my life, I always maintained my imagination. Um, and I never, ever, you know, make sure that any of like my son or any other kids that, that show imagination, I always reinforce it. Um, you know, it's just something that kids need to grow and develop. And it's a part of, of experiencing life, uh, and putting your thoughts, you know, into reality of some way. And again, if we didn't have imagination, we wouldn't have what we have, you know, like hint, hint, Star Wars, Star Trek, um, all these fantastic movies out there, Back to the Future, like, uh, you know, all the great stuff that we grew up on, Transformers, like, I, I mean, all list goes on and on and on and on. Uh, you know, guys, like, really think about it. Imagination is a key element to survival. Um, and if you don't have it, dig a little deeper because every single one of us has it. Regardless of how embarrassed we are of what it brings out in us, it's okay to laugh. You can laugh at yourself. It makes the world a better place. So I hope you enjoy this. Again, check out the website. Leave comments. Send me your feedback. You know, wherever you want to leave information for me. Uh, to, you know, put in the next episodes, uh, upcoming episodes that we'll follow up on. Um, you know, I'll be, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking so much forward to your feedback. So again, let me know what you think. Uh, Mr. Dress Up, he was a cool dude. Casey and Finnegan, they rocked, you know, and uh, hopefully you keep them in your minds and thoughts uh, as you talk to your kids, um, you know, about, maybe sharing what you used to watch when you were a kid. So take care and enjoy. Thanks for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. Just so you know, we've got tons more coming down the pipeline. Every week, this is going to be a fantastic episode. Something that will probably resonate with everyone and each one of you out there somewhere. Anyway, just wanted to leave one thing and one thought with you. 
Do what makes you happy and follow your passion. And remember, you're a special part of this assembly that we call civilization. Leave your mark. Take care.